0: You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. I want you to get one of our prayer cards. We We have two different types back there. A prayer card, a larger one, and we have a smaller one. If you want that, it's on the back. It's got our information about our website, our Facebook page, and different things about Apoyo Ministries. Um, as you saw there in the video, that's what I was talking about. That's what God has been doing in the ministry there in Sao Paulo. Uh, the, those four aspects, you know, when when we were contemplating this, when we were praying about it, we began asking God to give us the wisdom to know exactly how this would fit in with our church planning in Sao Paulo and we began asking God, God, if you'd just give us 10 more kids to be able to help off the, get off the streets in, the, in that favela area of 100,000 people just in that neighborhood of Patiazopolis. It costs $30 a month to, to allow a child to go to the day school because those ladies, that's what they do for a living. And so we began asking God to give us enough for 10. Give us some churches or individuals that would be willing to help out with a kid and a- adopt a kid. And when we got ready to head back, we were able to say that we had 50 kids that could go to that day school. Now, there's 2,000 that are on the streets, and I kid you not, it's a different world over there. Um, the drug traffickers are control of that area, and so if kids aren't in the area... And we're not able to reach some of these kids. If we don't reach them, the the drug traffickers are going to reach them. Um, They really do. Ten-year-olds and below are at home by themselves because their parents are working. So we're trying to create something that they would be able to go to, that they could find someone that cares about them, that that, that, that they could learn about God and learn about uh, things of the Lord and prepare them for the school when they get to go to school. Um, So God allowed us to do that. And the students you saw there, uh, several of those students were little kids when we grew up, and they're now seminary students. But we asked God, God, give us a couple kids, a couple students that we could actually tell them, listen, we've got you covered, we want to help you, we want to mentor you, we want to take care of your schooling as you're going out to plant churches. We want to invest in that time. We asked God if he'd give us one couple, that we could say we're going to send you to seminary, in Sao Paulo there. It cost $2,400 for four years of seminary, $600 a year. God gave us the ability to be able to say we have five students now that are studying in seminary. One of those, I don't have time tonight to tell you all the stories, but if you go on our website, you could see the stories of how God miraculously did that, and how God's supplying the needs for some of these couples that are going in. They're in their second year of school now and they're going to be graduating soon and they're going to end up starting churches. Sylvia saw in the video that we're supporting on the border of Paraguay and Brazil. We told Sylvia, you go there and if God supplies the needs, we're going to help you for that first year. God not only supplied the needs for uh, him to be supported, helping him to help him and his family, but now they're able to rent a building as of last Sunday was their very first Sunday in rented facilities. We thank the Lord for that. It wasn't anything that I did, it was what God did through churches here in the United States. And we're just asking, God, would you give us some more uh, help with this? God would just supply the ability for us to be able to take on another two, at least another two projects this year alone. Add some more kids to the school. Add some more seminary students. That's what our goal is. We're getting ready to head back in about four weeks. September 4th, we're heading back to Brazil. We're heading back and we're going to be continuing our work of church planning in Sao Paulo. But we're continually wanting to add these young guys that are going out. And it's not easy to begin a work. It's not easy in that first year. And so God is allowing Apoyu Ministries to help these guys reach their goals that first year. So pray with us about that if you would. Look in your Bibles. I, I know the time's almost gone. But I just want to share with you just for a few minutes out of Numbers chapter 14 a chance to get one of Dana's books on the back if she had them the last time we were here, but you may be new and uh, you haven't seen Dana's book on the back, but it's called His Grace of Battle One. It's on our display back there and it's a book that she wrote about our life as missionaries. Uh, shares very openly and candidly about some things, the ups and downs of being, of life. Uh, my wife has this eyelid disease since 2000. 18 years she's been dealing with this I disease, and it talks about that, and talks about our daughter that was attacked in Brazil. It talks about real-life things. So I challenge you, that's $12 for the book. Get one of those. When I had my heart attack last year, I told her I'm not trying to give her new stories for her new book that she's writing. She's in the process of writing a new book. But, you know, it goes into what I wanted to share with you tonight. If you look in Numbers chapter 14, I, I I promise you I'm not going to keep you long, but I want you to think about some things tonight. You know, if you were to read Numbers 12, 13, 14, you would see that this is a time in the children of Israel. You see the in chapter 14, uh there the in my Bible it says the unbelief of Israel. You you'll you'll see that they're they're in a predicament place, they're in a certain place that 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 many of us are with in our lives, it says, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, and and all the children of Israel not it says murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the the, the land of Egypt or would God we had died in this wilderness, and wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land' to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be, be a prey. Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? I'm just going to stop right there just for a minute. And, you know, if you, can, if, you, if you could read those chapters and get the context of what's going on here. And the title of my message would simply be this, Living Without Fear. Living Without Fear. Can I tell you, last year, January 7th, will be forever etched in my mind. Can I tell you that I was kind of afraid afterward. Didn't have any idea that I was planning on having a heart attack on Saturday morning, January 7th. I'll be honest with you. That was not in my plans. What would take place after that was not in my plans either. Can I tell you, sometimes we, we live with fear and sometimes we, we question, God, what's going on in my life? <laughs> I've got plans you may be here tonight on Wednesday night and thinking, I've got plans for my life. God may have plans for your life also. God does not may, God does have plans for your life. And the, this chapter talks about the, the difficulties they had. And you know, they're questioning God in, in verses two. They began murmuring and saying, you know, would that we would have just stayed in Egypt. It would have been better for us to stay into slavery. If you go on and read the entire chapter, you'll see that they're, they're, they're simply saying, you know, listen, our life maybe wasn't so bad back in Egypt, you know, in, in Mark's terms. Maybe we should have just stayed in slavery. At least we wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with. You know, if you were to, if you were to look on the, the Internet and you were to go, go on Google and you were to Google the word fear or phobias, Can I tell you, there's a lot of fears and phobias. There's a list of 496 fears and phobias listed under Google. I'm not going to give you all of them, but I'm going to give you a few of them because I think it hits home to me anyway. One of those fears on that list, one of the top ones on the list, it goes in alphabetic order, but is claustrophobia. What is that of? Claustrophobia is What? Confined spaces, or the fear of confined spaces. Let me tell you, since I had my heart attack at January 7th last year, I've been in a lot of confined spaces, you know those little machines that have all kinds of sounds in them. They always ask you, Mr. McCutcheon, are you like afraid of confined spaces? I always tell them, yep, I sure am. <laughs> I don't like those machines anymore, but I've had plenty of them in the last year and a half or so. Confined spaces. There's a list of, there's, a, there's one of the phobias that says dentophobia or the fear of dentists or dental surgery. I don't know if I have that or not, but I think I do. I didn't like being in the dentist's office when my, one of my, one of our members of our home church has a dental office. One of them is acoustical phobia. The fear of sound or the fear of music. Can you believe 496 fears is listed there? One of them that may hit home to some of the students, testophobia. The fear of taking tests. I don't know what fear you have. I don't know what fears is in your life. I don't know if you have any phobias, but I do know this. Numbers chapter 14, if you're not careful, can I tell you a fear can paralyze your life? Can I I tell you that fears can consume your life? We've been in ministry in Brazil over 28 years, but we've been in ministry many more years than that. And can I tell you, I don't know how many times we've talked to people that said "This, this is just consuming my life. This fear from my past, this thing that happened in my past is, I, I, I'm living in my past. or This is paralyzing me, and I, I don't know how to get out of it. Can I tell you that God knows? God knew in chapter 14, God had promised them some promises. God told them, you're going to inherit this land. It's yours. But yet, they still were afraid. Because if you go back to chapter 13, you'll see that they saw giants in the land. They said, yeah, I understand that this land, I understand what, what's before us. I understand that, God, you've, you've given us this. You've promised us this. But God, there's, there's giants in the land. Can I tell you, in my life, and maybe yours also, there's times that it just seems like there's giants in our land, or there's giants in our lives. Don't allow fear to dictate to you. Don't allow fear to paralyze your life. Because if you were to go on in that chapter, I'm just gonna give you the, the points tonight. I'm not gonna go into detail tonight but I want you to read chapter 14, and I want you to, to realize that in verses 1 and 2, one of the dangers, one of the dangers of, of, of the fears in our life is this. Fear will make you look, besi- look back instead of advancing forward. Can I tell you that? Fear will make you look back instead of advancing forward. Children of Israel, they were looking back. They were also looking forward and seeing, look, you know, I know we have this in our life, and, uh, but, but I can't advance forward because I've got this fear in my life. I've got this difficulty, this barrier that I can't seem to cross. Don't allow fear to make you look back. Don't allow fear to not allow you to advance forward. Someone once said that this chapter, chapters, chapters 1 through 10, the first for 10 chapters in Numbers, God led Israel through a process. Intended, note this, intended to change them from a slave-minded people to a promised land people. Did you get that? 10 chapters, God was leading Israel through a process. You see, our life is a process, people. Our life is a, is a process of, of things that happen in our life. But so often, I think we forget that God is in control. Like I said, last, last, last January, 7th of 2017, we had our bags packed, ready to go to Brazil. But God had other plans. When we got back to Brazil, and we got to witness and share with our, my cardiologist, Dr. Rodrigo, there was a purpose for that. Doctor Rodrigo isn't saved yet. But Dr. Rodrigo talked to us for a couple hours at two o'clock in the morning. Because I had a heart attack. And Dr. Rodrigo wanted to share with me and and wanted to talk about my heart attack. You see, that opened the door. You see, so often we have this fear. The other thing that happens is if you're not careful, is fear will limit. Your vision to see in God's blessings. You see, their vision was limited to giants. Their vision was limited to not seeing the things that God said. Listen, this land is yours. How often in your life and my life is God wanting to bless us? He shows us the blessing. He said, listen, I have these blessings for you, but yet you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it because you're experiencing that paralyzation. You're experiencing that fear that is consuming your lives. So I challenge you, don't let fear limit your vision to seeing God's blessings. Then if you'll look at verse number three one last time, it says, And wherefore hath the Lord brought, notice this, brought us unto this land to fall by the sword of their wives and our children should be a prey were it not better for us to return into Egypt. The first part of that, those first words there, it says wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land. You see, they've been recognized the Lord had a plan. They were questioning it, they were questioning the plan obviously, but they recognized that the Lord brought them into that land. The third thing that, it, that we, we've got to be careful about is that fear does not cause us to forget that God has plans for our life. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for my life. And I, I challenge you don't, don't look back, advance forward. Don't look, don't look at the situation not seeing God's plans. Don't allow your vision to be so blurred that you can't see God's blessings. Then I want you to look at this one last verse tonight in Second Timothy, you may already have this verse memorized, but in Second Timothy, chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. says, For God hath not given us, notice this, the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. But God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Timothy. Paul said he hasn't given us the, 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 the spirit of fear. My challenge to you tonight is this. Don't live, without, don't live with fear. Live a life without fear. Are we going to have fears in our life? More than likely, yes. Are you living with fear tonight? Possibly. Are you having to make some decisions this week that you kind of made me say, you know... Kind of afraid about that. Live a life without fear. Tonight we're going to bow our heads, and it's just been a short thought for tonight. But I want you to bow your heads and we're going to sing just for a second. Maybe, I don't know, the time's gone, but maybe just for a minute, maybe you have some fears that you say, you know, I just need to give it to God. I've been there, done that many times in my life. You may be here tonight, and you may say, you know, I don't know, on Wednesday night, there's, been, there's people that maybe say, you know, I've been struggling with giving my life to him. You may be not saved. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your personal savior. Can I tell you that last year, January 7th of 2017, I thanked God that I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior when I was a teenager, and I had an awesome youth director by the name of Bobby O.J. McDonald that reached me and talked to me and shared with me and kept me going. But you may be here tonight and say, you know, I'm struggling with that. I need to to give my life to him. Don't live with fear. Don't worry about anybody else. Tonight when we sing after I pray, if you're so led to come up, don't worry about what anybody else is thinking. It's just between you and God. You may be praying for someone else that you know is going through something that's going through a fear in their lives, having difficulties. Let's pray. Father, again, we love you. Father, again, we thank you so much for this church. Thank you so much for the partnership we've had for them for over 25 years now. Lord, I thank you for just for the short time we spend in your word in Numbers 14, and we see how, how, how the children of Israel are afraid, and we know that we have fears so often in our lives, but I pray tonight as we sing and as we think about the fears that we may have in our lives that we would just give them to you that we would just give them to you, that we could live a life without fear. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's stand and let's sing. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.